Greetings and welcome. I'm your host, Keisha Way. And I wanted to take a moment to introduce our new podcast, Today Faith Taught Me. The goal of this podcast is to motivate, inspire, and encourage you with our inspirational messages. One in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer. One in three will be metastatic breast cancer. I encourage you to do your self-exams, get your mammograms, and know your family history. Hello, 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 and welcome. I am so excited that you all are here with us on today. My name is Keisha Way, and I am your servant leader by design. And I am also the founder of Journey to Healthy Healing, where we take you from feeling hopeless to full of faith, hope, and courage. Tonight, I have with me Ms. Jennifer. Jennifer and I go way back to our corporate days. I won't say where we were, but to our corporate days. And I'm just so delighted that she decided to join me on this evening for Life Beyond the Chair, the Pink Series. Life Beyond the Chair was, like you heard in the video, it was something that came about when I myself went through a journey of stage 4B colon cancer. I was in the very same treatment center where I was receiving my treatment and I went back to volunteer once I was done with my 12 rounds of chemo. And when I was there, I was helping someone and she asked, why are you here? And I explained to her that I was there to show the others that there was life beyond the chair. Meaning that once you get up out of that chemo chair, once you leave out of that doctor's office chair, there's life outside of that. So I'm just so excited that this series was birthed out of that very moment. And again, I'm excited that Jennifer decided to share with us. So I want to ask each and every one of you that are on here right now to go ahead and share with your friends, share with your family, because like I said in the beginning, one in eight women may be diagnosed with breast cancer. And you may know one of those women or you may be that woman yourself. So we're going to go ahead and get started with the questions that we have so we can flow right on through with this discussion. So Jennifer, can you tell me a little bit about yourself so the others will get a chance to know you? Yes, absolutely. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Jennifer and I am 44 years old. I have four children and a lovely husband who I've been married to for 25 years. Um, so that's just a little bit of the background behind me as far as my family life goes. Well, thank you, thank you. So how was your actual diagnosis discovered? <clears throat> Actually, um, I was self-discovered. Um, it, it took a minute to really kick in, um, doing self breast examinations are very important for all women. Um, I do recommend it, um, and I recommend it in a different way as well, because normally the way that they teach you to, to do your self examinations is to lay on your back, 
fold your arm behind you and do circular motions all around. However, because my size of my, my breasts were a little bit larger and more dense in tissue, I was unable to find it that way. So actually, <clears throat> also if you are in the shower, you need to run your fingers down long ways yes. as well um, because mine was more towards the top front versus deep inside. So um, having different ways of self-examination is very key. Be your own advocate. You have to test yourself every month. Um, when I found my lump, um, I was kind of, uh, I would say disheartened a little bit um, and not sure if I should, um, what I should do. But um, at the time I went ahead and called and it was, it was already time for my mammogram. Um, and I had already had one previously. Um, so this was my second. Um, so with that being said, after I finally got the appointment is when I went in and then that's when they discovered that it um, was more than just a regular cyst. I did have to have a, a biopsy done in order to get that diagnosis. Okay. Now, did you have a history of breast cancer in your family? Absolutely not. No. Um, I did get tested for the BRCA1, BRCA2. That's usually a genetic test that they give you. Um, mm -hmm. See if it's something that is hereditary. And it was not. Okay. So which form of breast cancer did you have? Because I do understand that there are several different forms. Right. And mine was an invasive... Um, carcinoma. Um, however, um, currently, um, I believe that the, the doctors have misdiagnosed me originally. Um, they told me I was HER2 negative and PR positive, which is progesterone and estrogen positive. However, um, when you have low estrogen and progesterone positive numbers, they can be misconstrued. And so therefore, <clears throat> I may be um, re-diagnosed as a triple negative, which mm. is a more um, invasive, aggressive type of breast cancer, which has also now um, has gone metastatic. And metastatic means it has traveled throughout the rest of your body in certain locations. Um, mine right now has traveled to my brain to my lungs, to my liver, to my bones, and to my lymph nodes and adrenal glands. So therefore, um, <clears throat> at this time, I'm going through brain uh, radiation. Um, mm -hmm. I did two bouts of chemo before they realized it had moved to the brain. So they had to stop the, um, the chemo and do the radiation. So until radiation is completed, I will not be able to reestablish chemo. Got it. Okay. Now, hearing the words, you have cancer, how did you manage what you actually heard? Initially, um, when the doctor told me, um, I was stunned. 
Um, I really didn't have any feelings in, in the beginning, I think. Um, it didn't hit me for a while. Um, everything was in my brain was like, oh, it's breast cancer. We can fix this and everything will be fine. Um, not until later, um, realizing, you know, the magnitude of what you're going through. Um, at that point, does it hit? And it can be very difficult when you're thinking of your mortality. I definitely understand that. Cause like I said, I myself was um, also diagnosed with, well, was diagnosed with stage four B colon cancer. Had never heard of anything like that in my life. But when the doctors exposed that information to me, my first thought was, okay, so what's next? Um, there's a tumor. The tumor is cancerous and we're going to remove that tumor. But I do know that that's not the case for everyone. Some people, as soon as they hear the words, you have cancer, some people actually panic. And then, you know, things just trickle downhill from there. But I'm, I'm just thankful to know that, you know, we were able to keep in touch when the initial diagnosis came about. And, you know, the mindset, I definitely believe is everything. When you're battling anything, whether it's cancer or whether it's losing a home, you definitely have to have the right mindset. And I'm just thankful that you, my dear, have the right mindset and God has allowed you to be here before us so that you can share. No matter where they say, these things are within inside of your body. We do understand that the blood of Jesus runs through your body and that you will continue to be covered. So I just definitely had to let you know that. So I wanna ask about your support system. What type of support system do you have? Did you rely on your family, your church, or do you rely on like um, support groups like Facebook groups and whatnot? Um, several ones. Um, my family is the biggest support group I could ever thank God for. Um, my husband is amazing. He, you know, will cater to me hand and foot. My children will do the same. Um, extended family, you know, fathers and sister-in-laws and brothers and sisters, everyone reaches out all the time. Special friends. Um, it, it's, it's amazing the support that you really will get when you are going through a difficult time. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> my faith, um, I feel like, is um, is very strong, and I feel like that it is important to have that positive mindset because if yes. you don't, it can swallow you whole. And mm -hmm. there are moments, don't get me wrong, oh, yeah. where I still have you know bouts of maybe crying or feeling hopeless or sorry for myself, and then I think. God has allowed me to get up another day. And so yes. there's no need to cry about it, be upset about it. Enjoy the day that you have in front of you. Yes. Being present in the moment. I can definitely understand and relate to that because there are still times I myself shed tears just thinking about the journey, everything that transpired, the things that my body went through, the things that my family went through. So to have your perspective on that is definitely enlightening. And I also saw a Facebook post that you put out the other day about your cereal. That was me. <laughs> Although I haven't had milk since my diagnosis. I ate 
Captain Crunch and Frosted Flakes all the time. But once I was diagnosed, I, I didn't I didn't want milk. But I would be up at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I didn't go back to sleep until about five or six because like you said, the steroids, they kind of throw your body off and Ooh. it's weird. You're up late. You're it's just it's totally weird. So your body goes through so many changes, the early menopause and night sweats and all those things. I'm sure you can. Yes. Because I all of the above, all of the above. Luckily, yeah. you know, with the chemo and, and it changes your taste buds. Yes. So there are certain things that just do not taste right. True. Luckily, milk is one that I can taste mm -hmm. and feel comfortable with. So um, cereal is wonderful at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I don't sleep very well because of the steroids. Of course, they make you shaky, dizzy. Um, my face is all bloated from it. Um, so hopefully once the radiation is completed, then I can get back off of that and maybe uh -huh. I can get some actual sleep. I understand. <laughs> I definitely understand. So how would you say the journey of cancer has changed your life? It really has opened my eyes to life and just the way that you live day to day and being thankful, respectful, mm -hmm. and understanding, forgiving, understanding is the, the probably the biggest thing is you never know what someone is going through you don't and it really opens your eyes to really care more about mm -hmm. people and in yourself yes yes I, I think cancer gave me more patience because I knew I had to be patient through the process and so did the people around me, such as my family and the doctors and the nurses and whatnot. We all had to have some form of patience because having that journey of cancer is almost like grieving because you change your feelings and your emotions are up and down. One day you're happy, one day you're sad. So I definitely understand that as well. So I do wanna ask you about your lifestyle changes. Were there any lifestyle changes that you decided to make because of this new journey? Um, I, I can't say at this point, I have very many lifestyle changes. Of course, um, diet is one. Yes. You really have to be careful of, um, what you're putting into your body um you know uh, i have increased my water <laughs> intake um as much as i can um but um i don't i don't foresee any big changes that i've had to make um besides just um options as far as doctors and 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 things like that um i have not had very good experience with some doctors and I have um, had to um, change them some uh -huh. of um, but other than that I would say I try to live as as well as I can mm -hmm. now are you journaling about your journey or anything like that N no honestly I have not um, 
I, you know, I have books and things that um, friends have sent to me, inspirational books that I read um, that help, you know, with the mental support mm-hmm. system, but I have not chronicalized anything as far mm-hmm. as my journey. Gotcha. I think journaling for me, it just allowed me to get my emotions and my feelings out on paper. So that was one of the things that I was instructed to do by one of my spiritual advisors. And when I did that, I was able to release whatever it was that I may have been feeling at that particular time. And then when I go back and I actually read it, I'm like, oh my God, this was like an aha, an epiphany, just to know that I was here and then to look now and see where I am. Because most people would not look at me and think, you know, that I went through this journey. And most people will not look at you and think that that is what you're experiencing right now. But I'm just so happy that, you know, you are here sharing with us and you're able to see and let people, well, people are able to see and know that you are smiling. You are still full of life. There's so much more left to do. And I'm just so honored and pleasured. And 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 just, I'm just in awe that, you know, you're able to be here with me right now and to share this with us. So I do want to ask you this final question. Since the series is entitled Life Beyond the Chair. And I want to ask, what are your plans beyond the doctor's chair. What are your plans? Well, I have a, a trip that I have planned mm-hmm. and it is to go to Alaska. A cruise? It's a cruise. It is a seven day cruise. Hopefully coronavirus can go away yes. and I can make it and I should be done with my chemo and treatments by the time my, my trip comes up. And I cannot wait. I'm I so excited. Live life to the fullest. Live life to the fullest. Live life to the fullest. I agree. That is exactly what you should do. And I'm going to go ahead and say congratulations on going to your trip, visiting Alaska. I can't say that I'm willing to go that far just yet, but <laughs> you would definitely have to tell me about your trip and make sure that you document it so others will know as well. So we are at the end of our interview. Again, Jennifer, I want to say thank you for accepting the invitation to share your journey with us. And I want to go ahead and invite everyone back out on next Tuesday and well, every Tuesday in the month of October, where we're going to be sharing the stories of other ladies that are experiencing breast cancer or have experienced it. Jennifer is our warrior. Next week, we will talk to a survivor. The following week, we'll talk to a thriver. And the final week, we will talk to someone that is a caregiver. So again, my name is Keisha Way. I am your servant leader by design founder of Journey to Healthy Healing, where we take you from feeling hopeless to full of faith, hope, and courage. And I want to invite everyone to join our community, Journey to Healthy Healing, as well. So we will see you guys on next Tuesday, same time, same place. Hold on for me just one second, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. Thank you. The idea for Life Beyond the Chair was brought about as I was volunteering in the very same treatment center where I received 12 rounds of chemotherapy over a five-month period. 
In November of 2017, I was diagnosed with stage 4B colon cancer. As I toured the facility to receive my treatment plan, I instantly knew I would return to give back as a testament to show others there is life beyond the chair. Out of that, I decided to turn this into a series to share the stories of others and how they currently live their lives beyond the chair. Thank you for joining us for this series, Life Beyond the Chair.